is the sports fever. If it's a sport, we cover it. And here are the hosts, Anthony Colasano, Dom DeRosa, Noah Gugliata, also known as Googs, and Sean Johnson. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sports Fever. I'm your host, Andy Colsano. And alongside me today is three-fourths of the entire crew. Dom DeRosa, No Gugliotta, or otherwise known as... Go! I had to do you third because, obviously, we have a special guest with us. Right. Uh, filling in for Sean, even though Sean was supposed to be on, but had some... Family uh, matters to attend to. Uh, Chris Butowski, otherwise known as Wreckit, joins us once again at a kind of perfect timing uh, regarding uh, the NFL. Uh, we're kind of in full swing with the NFL playoffs and also the recent coaching firings that happened uh, around the NFL as well. So we're getting into all that with him. Chris, it's always good to see you. Glad you're on to talk some football because we got some we got some Giants to talk about later on in the show. Yeah, glad to be on the podcast. You know, always fun to talk sports with the boys. Uh, you know, definitely going to be in- excited to get into what the Giants are doing uh, later on in the pod and uh, definitely ready to get started. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, for sure. So before we get into it, uh, we'll go over the playoffs. Uh, so obviously, they're the OG four of us, we picked the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Raiders, Bengals. This was a this was a game that went down to the wire basically, and the Raiders choked. Sorry, Dom. Um, but the Bengals won 23-16, and they won off of a Derek uh, Derek Carr pick at the end, and we all took the Bengals. So that was a clean sweep on the board. Next one, Patriots Bills. This one was a blowout and a half. This was. <laughs> And this was something that New England probably hasn't gone through in the last two decades, getting just manhandled by a team in which Josh Allen just completely just stomped on their throats and continuously did it for four straight quarters, Uh, got outscored by over 40 points. And I was the only one who took the bills. So yay me. Eagles Bucks. I was actually at that game. That was a great game. Atmosphere was electric. Uh, I'm surprised there were a good amount of Eagles fans uh, there that, that made the trip out to Florida, but the Bucks won. Uh, it was kind of a, it was kind of over from the start. Once it was 17, nothing at a half, it was kind of a, uh, a wrap and uh, you know, they're moving on. And then this was the game that um, I thought, even though I picked the Cowboys was a trap game, 49ers Cowboys. Now I want, I want to get you guys, opinion. do you guys think that, this was the trap game because going into this game, every favorite had won. Um, so I had, I had the 49ers like, like bet, like I bet the 49ers on Sunday, like to beat the Cowboys. I, I I don't know. I just, I felt pretty confident in the 49ers, you know, they, they they got an impressive overtime victory against the Rams, which I Mm -hmm. thought was just, was huge for them going into the playoffs. And I also like, I feel like the the Cowboys like over the course of the season like they they did they did have like ten or eleven wins but like I feel like they they really struggled to beat like the a lot of the playoff competition that they faced like they lost to the Chiefs the Raiders um mm-hmm. just, just teams like that like like okay. playoff teams other than the Eagles they beat the Eagles twice but you know yeah I, I just had a lot of faith in the 49ers to pull it out. Chris, Chris, the Broncos, they lost that game to the Broncos. They got absolutely destroyed in that game. Yeah, and, that game too. Yeah, they've had a lot of those games, and that's why I agree with you, Chris. Like, when I, I was – it was a no-brainer for me. I think me and Dom picked the 49ers in that game. We were split. Yes. Uh, and that was the one game I – Yeah, was, we did. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yes. Yeah, we, you, yeah you're, you're good. All right, uh, good. My connection's been a little iffy. But I, but I think the point Chris makes about them being inconsistent is really important to drive home because they had – think about it. Like, um, they beat the Eagles so bad in that final week. But I think the week before they lost to the Cardinals in that 25-22 game, like it was close at the end. But 
they're just not they weren't in, uh weren't a consistent team and and Anthony when you were saying the trap game I was figuring out like why you what you meant by that but when you said like to that point all the favorites or all, all the guys you know yeah because there's there's always that one game that everyone yeah. thinks is a lot and then they're like psych yeah. so and, and going into that that was you know every favorite I've won and I was with um you know Tommy who we all know and you know he's a big better and I remember he told me, oh, you know, they're saying the trap game was the Eagles Bucks. I was like, I was like, what the, f-? I was like, what are you, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like that game, like the Bucks are going to win that game. I said the trap game is the Cowboys. Game. That was the trap. I said that to him going into Sunday. Remember, that was the trap game. Remember how we said like during the season, we've said all season, that this is the one season where forget about who's favored going into each game in the regular season. Like there've been so many upsets, like the Jags beat the Bills and all these crazy Jags beat the Colts, the jet. Yeah. And then the jets beat the Titans. And it's like that the opposite happened in the playoffs, the Eagles and the, um, the Steelers were just completely overmatched in those games. So, Mm -hmm. but but you're right. That, that was the one game, the 49ers just really took it to the, the Cowboys. So. Yeah, no, for sure. And then obviously we, you know, we moved to the Sunday night game, Steelers chiefs and, this game was looking interesting. It was 0-0. Nothing was happening. Steelers get a, a fumble recovery for a touchdown by T.J. Watt. And for a moment, people thought, oh, maybe the Steelers have a chance. And then here comes Patrick Mahomes and the crew. And they just go and they just go nuts on Big Ben and the Steelers. And unfortunately, that's kind of the last, that's the last time we're going to see Big Ben. That's the way he walks off as an NFL quarterback. Um, real quick before we talk about the Chiefs, you know, what are your what are your last impressions of Big Ben? You know, Chris, I'll start with you on this one. Um, Big Ben, you know, he had a great career. He, he obviously won he won two Super Bowls. Uh, I think one with Bill Cowher and then one with Mike Tomlin. Uh, so to win two Super Bowls with I believe two different head coaches is, you know, it, it, it's special. It's hard to do. It's not something a lot of players can do. Um, and he had, he had a really long career. And listen, Big Ben never had a losing. Really had a he never had a losing season. So mm-hmm. nope. that's that, that's one thing. That's one thing to really be said. You know, he's a career, just a career winner. And and all you could ask for in a uh, franchise quarterback. And he was a one team guy, which I you know is it's a rarity now. Yeah, it's becoming more and more rare. You know, only the only the upper echelon of quarterbacks really get to stay with one team their entire career. Uh even even some of the upper echelon quarterbacks like Tom Brady end up switching teams. So it, it's it's pretty rare and, and to win with with that team your entire career and make the postseason consistently is just special and uh you know, I think I think Big Ben went out you know, he kind of went out on top, I guess, uh, in a sense that, that that they made the postseason in his last in his last season. And, uh, you know, yeah, I think I think he'll be in the Hall of Fame. Definitely uh, will be a will be a member of Canton's uh, when his time comes. Mm-hmm. You have anything to add, Noah? Yeah, just quick two things. Uh, you know, I saw a stat that do you know that the Steelers have only had three coaches since like 1967? I think, really? Wait, 1967? Yes. Um, it, it, uh, obviously, Bill Cowher and Mike Tomlin and uh, what's – who am I – I'm forgetting the uh, – is it Art? Oh, I forget the other guy's name. But, like, it just – that organization does things – like, they figure out a way to, to make champions in, in each decade and each, you know, time of, of the NFL. Uh, and they did it with Big Ben. So, it's impressive. And then the other thing – I don't know about you guys, but when I first started watching football, like I remember those games where you had, you know, the AFC quarterbacks were like Peyton Manning for the Colts and then the Broncos and um, Big Ben was a big, you know, the Steelers guy and Tom Brady was in the Patriots. And like, there's something special about those, those guys who started in the league when, when I first started watching and are starting to retire now, it's, it's sad in a way, but uh, you know, it's just, it's, he had a great career and I'll never forget seeing him on, like at 425 on CBS on like a Sunday when mm. I was, you know, what middle school. And he also broke my heart because the Jets made it to the AFC championship against him and lost in a, in a heartbreaker that didn't start off well, but the Jets were actually in the game. So I remember, I remember 
the start of that game, I, 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 I watched the first half and it, there was, it was a school the next day. My mom was like, you have to go to bed. I'm like, please just let me watch. And I, I woke up and I'm like, please tell me they won. And they lost. So it was, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, they went. Yeah, they they had that those Jets teams went back to back and just couldn't couldn't get over the hump. Get there. Oh my they god. Just, they just they just couldn't do it. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, Big Ben's a winner. You know, he's gonna. You know, he's he's definitely going to can. And you know, I'll reiterate what Chris said and the fact that you know he played for one team. And you know, I think it's great that he did that. And the fact that not only that he was able to do that, but the team kind of stuck by him through all the injuries, through all the off-season issues that he had early on in his career that kind of, unfortunately for him, got swept under the rug. Like, no one really talks about it anymore with the allegations that are that were against him back in the day. People kind of forget about it, which for him, I guess it's a good thing. But, you know, he's going to go – he's going to go to Kane. He's going to be remembered as, you know, an all-time great in Pittsburgh, you know, and just a quarterback was just consistently, you know – up there with with Tom and Peyton, not winning MVPs at that matter, but always being in that conversation, always to you guys at this point, just making the playoffs year after year after year, and always you know giving his team a shot to win a title. So, and finally, the last game, which was the Monday night game, Cardinals Rams. Uh, this was a game that we all took the Rams, except for Don. Don was the only one that took the Cardinals, and the Cardinals got destroyed it was finally back it was hi dom hi uh so you were the only one that picked the cardinals so yeah uh, um kyler murray sucks what a dumb pick he threw um rams i only i was the only one that picked the cardinals i thought like no would be on my side on that one no i only picked the cardinals just because like as much as like stafford I just can't stand that the Rams don't have a true fan base. L.A. is really not a football city at all. They have two teams, let alone one. Um, I hope the Buccaneers smack them this upcoming week. I'm sorry. You you, are re- you're, you really hate L.A., Dom. I do, dude. They don't deserve one football team, let alone two. It's ridiculous. And then imagine if they win, it's going to be all where L.A. You know, the Dodgers won their Mickey Mouse one, right? Who else? The Lakers won their little Mickey Mouse one too with LeBron and his super team. Oh, I'll keep going. This is Don. This is Don's like. This is his crusade. Like he needs, <laughs> he needs LA. To- uh, imagine just throw him in LA for a weekend, dude. Yeah. Do I'll not be when I go. LA fans. Yeah. He will destroy them. He will, will destroy them, or they'll destroy him. Yeah, yeah. like Chris destroys you, me. You hate the Dodgers the most, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy's the greatest. I shouldn't have even thought about that. Wait, so, so, so Rams. So you. So what about the Chargers? Do you think they have a true fan? I'm. I'm curious. Like when they, they were in San Diego, they did. Okay, so you know, moved. I see what you're saying. Totally. totally. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Continue. Very good. No, I mean, I mean, look. Th- I mean, this was a game for I guess Matt Stafford to really kind of write the shit because he was zero three going into this game in the playoffs, and then again they were all with the Lions. Sharon gave him the excuse that, oh, they were with the Lions. The Lions weren't a great team. All they had was Megatron really back in the day, and that was it. There really were no excuses coming into this game. He was with a great team, you know, with amazing weapons around him, both on the offensive side and the defensive side. And there was like, he has to win because the excuse is over. If he loses again, then his, then he's in question of, is he an elite quarterback? And can he, you know, make the, make the big moments uh, when it counts in the playoffs? And, you know, he ultimately showed that. Now, granted, he does have an insane weaponry with Odell Beckham Jr. coming back into form, Cooper Cup, Cam Akers, Sonny Michelle, Higby, and then you got Donald and Von Miller on the other side of the ball. So it's really just, you know, he's got it all. So, I mean, you know, going into, you know, this game, which we'll probably talk about first, Rams-Bucks. You know, we got one team that's fully loaded, with everybody ready to rock and roll on Sunday when the Rams and we got the Bucks who yeah, Tom Brady who knows how to win and has been in these moments for his entire career basically. And they're a little they're a little shaken up going to this game. So what are we thinking? Are we thinking that, you know, the Rams are gonna do it or are the Bucks are gonna come out on top? And the Bucks are home. Yeah. So 
just to keep you guys noted on that. Who do you guys have and why? Uh, Chris, since you are our guest, I'll start with you first. Um, I think the Rams are easily going to watch the Bucs. Uh, I don't think home field advantage plays any factor into this. Um, just at the end of the day, the, the, the Bucs are hurt. And like when they had everybody in the regular season and they played the Rams, granted it was in L.A., the Rams absolutely washed the Bucks. The Bucks in LA, like it wasn't even close. Tom, Tom Brady got killed by that defense. Uh, I, they're just going to be in trouble. They, they don't have like if they don't have Leonard Fournette like to, to run the ball. They're just gonna. It's not going to open up the pass for them. The Rams have a really good secondary. I, I just I see the I see the Bucks having a really hard time against this loaded Rams team, unless Matt Stafford makes makes like like. Those crucial errors, like we saw him make, kind of towards the right end of the regular season. Mm-hmm. Like if Matt, Matt Stafford can, can throw Tampa Bay into the game, but if he has, if Stafford plays like he plays played against the Cardinals the other night, I, I don't see I don't see the Bucks having any chance. I mean, I, I, I'll give Tom Brady all the credit in the world. He, he's the goat and everything, and he's he did he single handedly took down the Eagles. But like the Rams aren't the Eagles. Matt Stafford's leaps and bounds better than Jalen Hurts. So, mm-hmm. I, I you know it's just it's just hard for me to see, and the Bucks secondary's hurt and has been inconsistent yeah. all year. All year, so I, I just don't see them matching up with that receipt that loaded receiving core of Odell Beckham and Cooper Cup. Like it's just I see it. They're they're just so hot. Odell has six touchdowns in like nine games with the Rams. Like they're they're just too hot. So yeah, I got the I got the Rams by at least a touchdown. All right, Dom. You're you're an LA hater and you're a Bucks lover, so are you taking yeah. the Bucks? Yeah, I'm actually gonna go with the Bucks. I think the minute you underestimate them, like last year when they were 11 and five, they turn the tables. Next thing you know, they're Super Bowl champions. I understand they're hurt. No Godwin Fournette. I think is questionable, but their running game isn't too bad. Um, I understand Fournette does open the passing a bunch more. I just think the Rams. I think. Uh, they're too they're too full of themselves. They're Von Miller's not really working out, in my opinion. Odell's been hot, which is good and all. Cam Akers, he came back too quick. And Stafford, as much as I could give him respect for being in a you know Detroit for all those years, he can make some stupid decisions as a quarterback. Um, I just don't think the Rams are as good as people say. Uh, just like the Bucks lost Godwin, the Rams lost Woods for the year. Uh, I'm going with the Bucks. They're at home. I think uh they're capable of doing it again. Noah, I like the Rams. I like the Rams. I, I I really thought I would be the only one who picked the Rams. So when Chris said that he was going to pick the, the Rams, I was like, "Oh, good. Okay, I got somebody on my side." Uh, by the way, we got to get Sean's picks too. Still, um, yeah. And Anthony, I want you to say something too. What is our what are mining your records for that first week? Me and you. What are for for the playoffs? Five and one. And you went five and one. Okay. I want to lead off with that. All right. I didn't hear enough of the, oh, Noah did a great job this week. And I want, I want Sean, by the way, I think we should suspend Sean for a week from the show. He goes, what, three and three, and he's not here to, to face the music? What? What? I'm joking, by the way. Yeah. Well, no, that's true. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. You, me, and you went five and one. Dom went four and two. And Sean was dead last. He, he, he went three and three. <laughs> dead last. You don't, don't even. Just need like the Cowboys. <laughs> He's dead last. Um, no, no, no. But I really like the Rams in this game. I, I think Chris made a good point. I don't, Leonard Fournette, he made it seem like I'm playing this week. I'm playing this week. But I, that's a game time decision. And that's not even, we're not even close to that. But I think two big, big injuries for them and we'll see how they work out Tristan Wirfs is he's in a boot right now and then Ryan Jensen I saw I don't know if he's going to be ready to go that's two huge offensive linemen for them that that run game that's gotten better as the season has gone on and if they I'm telling you the one thing I've always said when the Jets won games against the Patriots including in the playoffs that one that one year uh, 2010 or 20 in 2011 I guess was because they got pressure on Brady. I know it seems like so obvious, but if you, he's not like the mobile quarterback that we, you know, that we're expecting nowadays, you know, to run and, and get out of the pocket and stuff. He, if you can contain him and destroy him every time you can and just put him into the dirt, you can beat him. And I think that that team can. And I just want to say, Dom, I think it was a missed opportunity 
instead of saying full of himself, why didn't you say you're famous? He, 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 <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I mean, Dom, let's go. Get back they up. Think they know who they are. He thinks he knows who he is or something yeah. like that. That 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 that's the famous Dom that's line. Dom's, Dom's favorite line. I love yeah, that. That's the greatest. But just wait, know. just wait for the next few games what my picks are, because you guys think that's an upset. Oh, I got Ooh. one. See, oh, and Dom too, I think you got off saying that and like i've heard way more people now say that term so stick with your guns bro facts oh my god all right What's i mean pick, AC? yeah i got i have the rams i mean i i was watching that bucks game and i knew they were going to win because they were facing the eagles but they were running the ball a lot you know vaughn was getting a lot of touches which is good he got a lot of reps ran for i think 50 60 yards uh, you know, Giovanni Bernard did really well, at least uh, as a pass, as a as a receiver. Ran the ball a few times. I actually scored the first touchdown in the game. But you know, Tom Brady wasn't. You know, he was making his like his dink and dumps, the short passes. He was doing all that, and you know, he was. You know, then the Eagles' defense isn't that great, so he's able to kind of get away with it. And to your guys' point, the Rams swallowed Brady. Brady got swallowed a little bit during that Eagles game. He got sacked three or four times. So, you know, I was thinking as you guys were talking, like, okay, he got sacked a few times last week. I'm thinking this Sunday it could be even worse, you know, because, look, Aaron Donald is just, you know, he leads that defense. He's coming for Brady. And then you got Von Miller, you know, to his, uh, you know, to his, I think, right or left. I don't, I don't, I forget which side of the ball he's on. But, you know, he's going to be coming after him too. And just, you know, he, you know, he's got to be ready and he's got to get rid of, get rid of that ball fast. And I just think eh, – and the Rams just have more weaponry around them. And I think that's just what it is. And I think home field advantage will help the box. I do think so. I think if the Rams were at home, I, I feel like the Rams would easily, would easily, it would be case. But they, the Bucs do have a shot by, I give the edge to the Rams. Just from what I saw from the Bucs last week and, you know, how the Rams did too. And I think the Rams are going to come out on top. But now we're going to get into the, the first game of – the weekend, which is Bengals Titans. The Bengals had the big win against the Raiders. Joe Burrow uh, said after the game that this was expected. I knew I was going to win. He's a cocky man, that, but he can back it up. Um, and then you got the Titans who have Derrick Henry, who's officially back. Uh, he's ready to go. He's he's talked to the press. He's excited to be back. Uh, he missed the game and is excited to help his team win. And you just hope that him, along with Brown and Julio Jones, can helped his team in Tannehill, you know, beat the Bengals. But obviously Sean's not here because he's also low-key a Bengals fan and will be rooting for them hard now that his Cowboys are out. But, um, no, I'll go to you first. Uh, Bengals or Titans on this one? This might be an interesting game. I like the Bengals. I really do. I, I, I think they played so well against the Raiders. And I just love – I watched the, the um, mic'd up today. And just the uh, CJ Uzama was like the, the main guy on that. And, and just the leadership that he showed, like, I just think they, they want it, you know, and Zach Taylor also talked to locker room and, and they just seem, everyone seems so bought in. And the one thing I'll say about the Cowboys, like a lot of it was through Zeke Elliott's eyes, or he was, you know, mic'd up for a lot of the game and, he, I just didn't see the passion as much as these other teams who really just seem to want it. So I think the Bengals, I think the Bengals win this game because the Titans, I've just never bought them this year, but they proved me wrong. So it, it could be a tough game for, for the Bengals, uh, especially in Tennessee, but I, I like the, I like the Bengals. Don, who do you got? Is this another upset? You know, you? it's funny. Well, Joe Burrow was well, a cocky man for a, a play that should have been whistled dead. Oh, uh, and it would have been a tie game and everything. I'm all jokes aside. I think Joe Burrow's a beast. Um, Raiders played tough. The Bengals, dude, this is actually tough because I have the Bengals as well. But like the Titans, when I doubt them, even without Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill somehow becomes Tom Brady and just shows up. You know, he ain't Tannehill from the Dolphins, uh, and I can't stand Tannehill. Um, <laughs> it's just tough because I think the Bengals could have actually played better. They should have not made it a tight game where if Carr didn't throw that pick, who knows what would have happened, you know, one score game. Um, but I'll go with the Bengals. I just, 
I, I, I don't know. Derrick Henry has carried that team this whole time. I'm shocked. You know, the Titans, some things went their way with the Chiefs losing to win that division and get to where they are as the one seed. But I just don't like Tennessee. Nothing's impressed me with them besides Derrick Henry. Uh, and you know what, man? I, I just think Joe Burrow, for the young quarterback that he is, uh, it's going to start showing that this Bengals team is here to play. Uh, and I love it. They're going to be uh, – I don't even think the Ravens. I think the Bengals in the next eight to ten years are going to be leading that division. And uh, they, I think they're going to get a win here too. Oh, no, for sure. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, no matter how far they make uh, the Bengals making the playoffs, this is only the beginning for that franchise based on what they have around them. Uh, but, Chris, what do you got in this one? Uh, just to quickly give my take uh... – because, you know, they pretty much have echoed everything that I, I probably would have said. Uh, I love the Burrow, the Burrow, Jamar Chase uh, combination. Um, they have the, the two of them have a lot of confidence. Uh, you could tell they have a lot of love for one another. Um, I, I like Dom kind of hate Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he's really he, he reminds me a lot of Kirk Cousins, a very Jekyll and high quarterback uh, who I think. I don't know if he'll be able to rise up to that moment and take his team to the AFC championship game. Uh, Joe Burrow, he gives me more of that confidence. Uh, he's kind of been in big moments before, you know, in college with the national championship game. I just, I just love everything about the Bengals. They got that new young head coach. There's a lot of nuance with that team. Uh, and in a lot of ways, the Titans defense has really carried them since Derrick Henry's been out and they, and Julio Jones has hardly played all year either. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I just think the Titans, they've sat for a week. Bengals have been hot. I'll take the Bengals by a field goal. Yeah, I, I have the Bengals too. I just think, you know, to your point, I think Julio Jones not playing is, you know, kind of a big factor in the fact that he has no chemistry with the team. I mean, I remember going into the season, he didn't even practice with the team because he just thought, oh, I'm Julio Jones. You know, I'm hot shit. I don't need to practice with Tannehill. And I remember, like, a game he played, and they just could not – they were just not clicking from the, on the field at all. And I think that was from him just not practicing, not taking the time to get to know Tannehill and, you know, how he plays and, you know, the type of routes he has to run and stuff like that. So, you know, I think that's going to hurt them. And, I you know, it's grateful for them that they're kind of – but, look, I mean, Jamar Chase and Joe Bro, I mean, they're just special. And I feel like those two are just never going to leave each other. At least I hope. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's a business – you know, they're going to want their money eventually down the road. But these guys are young. They're locked up for the next five, seven years. They're winning a Super Bowl in that time. And I just think with them and Mixon, um, Higgins, Higgins, yeah, like, I mean, you know, he's got so much to work with. And he can run, too. You know, Joe Burrow can beat you with his legs, even though he really doesn't do it that much. But he does when he has to. I just – I got to give it to them. And, you know, just for what he was able to do in two years – completely turned the whole franchise around from being a washed organization to being a premier uh, playoff threat. It's just remarkable. So, you know, kudos to that organization and to Joe Burrow himself for really just taking the bull by the horns and proving to himself and everyone around the league why he's the number one pick or why he should have been the number one pick. Um, So obviously we'll get Sean's pick on that one, but I'm guessing he's going to be the uh, pick the Bengals. Um, Next game, 49ers. Green Bay Packers, Packers had the bye. Obviously, the Niners had the upset, you could say, against the Cowboys. Um, Noah, from the moment, you said Packers winning the whole thing. So, you had the Packers? Yeah. Yeah. I I think my two teams were the Packers-Rams, but this is an easy game. I I think the Packers win – I don't don't know if they win easy because I think the 49ers, 49ers are still tough. But I think the Packers win this game. All right, Chris, you sticking with discount double check or Jimmy G? What do you think? Uh, like Noah, my my pick to win the Super Bowl this year is the Green Bay Packers. Um, I think there's just not enough that's going to be able to get in Aaron Rodgers' way. They, the the playoffs go through Green Bay this year too, which I think is which I think is absolutely huge. Uh, having that that home field advantage in Green Bay. Um, yeah, just I'd say give me give me the Packers. They just they have they just have too much they have too much I think for that 49ers team to to keep up with. Um, 
I think the listen, the 49ers were close with the Cowboys, and I think the Packers are a lot better than the Cowboys are. Just my opinion. I think the Packers have a juggernaut offense. Uh, these two teams did meet, by the way, in the regular season. Yep. Uh, the Packers barely won on a, on a last second field goal. Uh, mm-hmm. This was and this was in San Francisco. So I do think it's going to be close. I, I'd say uh, I'd say Packers by like by like a field goal or a touchdown, so somewhere around there, one possession yeah. game for sure. Because Chris, I saw the line was like, or I saw it was like Packers minus six. So you don't think that they'll win by like a touchdown? I I mean, I, uh, okay, one I, possession I, somewhere, yeah, somewhere around there. I think it's going to be close. I think it'll definitely be like a one possession game. I think it's the one game that most people will definitely pick the Packers, but I do agree with you that it'll be closer than people probably think. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I yeah, n- no, I don't think so either, especially because the Packers have been sitting for a week. Uh, yeah. Niners are kind of hot right now. They've they've beat two, they've beat two play two really good playoff teams uh, in the last week of the regular season. Like I said earlier, they they took down the Rams in overtime, which was huge. And now they've got this win against the Cowboys, so they're kind of feeling like they could beat anybody. And Debo Samuel's awesome. I forgot to mention so that. Good. Debo Samuel is awesome. <laughs> so best best running running back wide receiver combo in the NFL, and he can throw. He's he's just he'll he's just a do it all guy. I love Debo Samuel. So he's, he's the most likable player in the league right now. I would say, like he's awesome. And especially after that uh, interview he did after the, uh, yeah, the Nickelodeon the- game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my awesome. God. But, uh, I, Dom, who do you have in this one? You guys smell that? I'm, I'm pretty hungry. I'm smelling an upset, boys. No <laughs> oh, yeah, go, I said this before. I had the Niners against Dallas, right? I'm telling you right now, I think the Niners are one of the sneakiest teams this year. You remember last year when we all, except for me, thought the Packers home field against Tampa Bay, extreme cold. We all thought they had the advantage. Listen, I love for Aaron Rodgers for sticking up about the whole entire stuff earlier this year. MVP, without a doubt. But I'm going to be honest. I think the Packers are one of the most overrated teams this year. I think they're going to let us down yet again. Um, So I give you guys credit for having them at Super Bowls. I'm not saying the Niners can do it, but listen, I think they are the the Niners – could have been 13 and four like the Packers because they played so many tough games and lost, including that game in San Fran. I think it was two years ago where the Niners blew the doors open, killed yeah. the Packers in the regular season and in the postseason. I think they know how to play Rodgers really well. Um, if it's not for that three headed monster and Devontae Adams, Rodgers, and uh, Jones, who I'm not even sure is playing, I'm not sure if the running back's him or Dylan, then, uh, I'm going Niners, man. I just think they are a sneaky team coming into this. They're hot. Like Chris said, they beat up some good teams as of late. Understand it's going to be cold in Green Bay, but, you know, a lot of people doubted the Buccaneers last year, and this is going to be crucial right now. I think I think the Niners got it. I just want to say one thing, Dom. I, I was actually the opposite last year. I was cr- uh, critical of the Packers. I didn't I- think they would – you know, I I thought they were an overrated. That's right. That's right. Goose. I was I was off them the entire. You were you were very hard I on was, the Packers last yeah, year. Listen, you know, I am not the type of person who's like I'm right on everything. Like I admit when I'm wrong because I'm one of the worst NFL pickers. I can't, I suck. But like I was I was on them all season the, that year and the year before. And I and I I will say too, we all picked the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Me, Anthony, Sean, mm-hmm. and, and we were all correct. But like, I don't know. I'm with Chris. I feel like this year's different. But I like Dom that um, you're you are right. The yeah. and the and the defense. But I will say, it it is a little bit of a different coaching staff this year for the 49ers. Robert Sala is with me in New York. That's me, right. Yeah. Uh, and the thing that does, uh, yeah, the thing that does scare me is that I heard Jimmy G has a. Partially sprained shoulder, and um, the thumb too. He is yeah. So I mean, Jimmy G, he could be an idiot when it comes to like he he literally gave Dallas a chance to win that because of that pick. But uh, you know, if if the running game starts to get going, maybe you run the ball a little bit, knowing how cold it is that that football is going to be as hard as a rock. Um, who knows what happens? But you know, I, I just think the Niners are one of the more complete teams, both sides. I think Rodgers, of course, a phenomenal year. Um, but I, I just, 
if I have to think about it, you know, I'm, I'm thinking an upset. Okay. All right. Um, I look, I got the Packers. I think that, you know, I think the bye does help them having the week off. Jones will be playing. Um, I think because, I mean, he didn't play the last game of the season. Uh, Dylan played most. And even then when they were up, they pulled Dylan out of the game. So they're all well-rested. Uh, you know, you just hope that Rogers toe doesn't, you know, hinder his ability too much, even though it really hasn't, you never know. Um, because he has said a couple times on the Pat McAfee show, which he's a regular on that, you know, it, 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 it's bothering him, but he's still like, he's playing through it. And you really can't tell that it's bothering him. He's playing so well, but you wonder about him with that. But I just think with the weaponry they have around him, the fact that they have a bye week is, is my deciding factor while I'm going with the Packers. And finally, Bills Chiefs. Uh, this game could go honestly either way, in my opinion. Uh, I feel like this one's going to be kind of split in the middle with us. So I'll go first. I'm going with the Bills. I just think what they did last week just shows that, you know, this is a different team. And I think with that defense they have and Josh Allen really just putting on a show, and I granted it was the Patriots, but the Chiefs defense isn't that great either. So you think he could do it again? And Patrick Mahomes could match him, you know, maybe. We'll see how the defense does. But I think the Bills – I think the Bills are just bad. I just think the Bills are here and, you know, and they're here to win. I feel like they have that mock drive. After that uh, blowout of a game, I just think that their mindset is, okay, we can do this. And I think they're going to win. Chris, I'll go to you on this one. Uh, this, is, this is a tough game. I think this is probably going to be the best game of the whole weekend, to be honest. Oh, for um, sure. Because I, I just think, listen, I think the Chiefs hit their are kind of kind of hit their stride here, kind of toward from the from the midway point of the season to the latter half until now. Like they've just they've really gotten hot. I feel like, and I, but I don't know because at the same time, like the Bills, the Bills are easily looking for revenge from last year, right? You know, there's an there's a picture that I saw where Stefan Diggs last year at their uh, literally watched the Chiefs yeah. celebrate their AFC championship on the field. So, like that's how seriously like Stefan Diggs is taking this. Uh, but I, Josh Allen looks like he's ready to take it to that next level. But I I just I don't know the Chiefs are the, the Chiefs just I feel like they they've hit their stride. Mahomes at the end of the day is on his best day is better than Allen on, on his best day. I'll, I'll take the chiefs, but like by a, by like a field goal, it, it's going to be, I think it's going to be really close. And uh, I think, I think there's gonna be a lot of points scored because I don't really have a ton of uh, confidence in either defense. Chiefs defense is suspect and Bill's defense only has a, only has a couple of good players. They have like, those two safeties back there that are really good, Micah Hyde, and I forget what the other guy's name is. But outside of that, they don't really have much on the defensive end of the ball. So I think a lot of points, close game. Chiefs right. by three. It's fair. Dom, is this another – I mean, there's, there really is no upset in this game. Right, right. True. This one's tough. Um, I think Chris makes some great points. I'm going to say it right now. If the Bills were at home, I would have went Bills. Ooh. But I just – like I get it. Like Chris made a good point with that. The Bills want revenge and everything, but like I had the Patriots beating up the Bills, um, right? It's just I get it. They got a young quarterback. I'm just really trying to think. Like the the thing that concerns me with both teams, but more on the Bills, they didn't impress me. The Bills were kind of like struggling a lot. I felt like Diggs didn't really have that great of a year. Josh Allen could have been a little bit better in games, but he showed up against the Patriots, of course, which kudos to him. And same with the Chiefs. You know, they started off slow. Then they won, like, what, six straight? Uh, and now Ooh. it's Mahomes kind of back to himself. But are they really that complete? I'm just going to go with the Chiefs here. I think it's going to be tight until late where another possession or two late into the game, the Chiefs are going to take full advantage of it. They're going to win by not just a touchdown, maybe by 10. Um but it's going to be tight the whole way through, and the final score is not going to determine how the game went. It's going to be a one-on-one battle between Josh Allen and Mahomes. But give me Chiefs. Noah? Also, I want to say one more thing. Don't forget that, yeah. the, that the Chiefs did blow the doors off – or the Bills did blow the doors off the Chiefs in the regular season. 
The Bills killed the Chiefs when they played early on in the regular season. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention that earlier. And that and that's the thing is is you know how do you how can you judge so early in the season you know and and Chris you, you talked about the Rams Bucks and that's the only thing that kind of gives me pause for both picking these games like facing in the regular season especially early it it may not mean as much because of how early it was you know um, but I am going with the Bills in this game this I'm really excited for this game and. And, you know, I have this issue where sometimes I pick who I want to win instead of who I think is going to because I, I need to root for something. And I'm back and forth and back and forth. But I think I, I think the Bills' defense is better. But I think the Chiefs – the Chiefs sometimes have those games where they cause – they, they uh, force turnovers and, and put pressure on the quarterback. But I just think the Bills are going to be able to, to, to outlast – the Chiefs in Kansas City, which is not easy, not an easy thing, but I really do like the Bills in this game. All right, so that's uh, and and I got to peace out, guys, because I got to go pick my sister up. Yeah, um, I was got to pick up Olivia. All right, well. so listen, I appreciate Chris coming on. You have to come back. This was a lot of fun. Um, and get ready for a crazy Instagram post, okay, Chris? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, don't any, I don't. I don't have anything on you. I. I. It just like zoom into his face and you know make it you know all that stuff. So that's basically all he can do. Um. All right. <laughs> all right. No. All right, well, you, Thank you. Right. Talk to you later. And we got to just get Sean's picks. Yeah, I'll text him later. We'll text. Him. Yeah, don't worry about it. All right, bye guys. Thank you. All right. You know. I right, see him. All right. So to kind of wrap it up, we'll kind of just. uh go over the recent head coach firings that happened kind of right after the regular season. And, you know, Chris, we'll start with your New York Giants. Joe Judge, peace out, see you later. He's gone. Uh, only lasted two seasons with the team. You know, and I, and I want to get your take because after the first season, you know, with the Giants, you know, you you guys kind of, at least Giants fans, kind of, kind of gave him a pass. And then in the beginning, you, you know, it was there was kind of this mantra where, like, you know, He's doing a good job. It's, you know, it's, you know, it's the team around him. People were blaming Daniel Jones and it wasn't Daniel Jones's fault, which I agree with because I remember you uttered that to me and not, you know, it's, it wasn't Jones's fault. It's just the team around him and on the play calling. But, you know, when did you, what was, what was the turning point for you when you thought, all right, Joe Judge has got to go? Like, when was the turning point in the season where you're like, all right, this man is not it? I know when we started, when we just straight up, started getting the doors blown off of us uh, towards the end of the year. Uh, once Mike Glennon had negative 10 passing yards, I started to realize that maybe Jason Garrett wasn't the only thing that was wrong with the coaching staff. Uh, there, You know, the obviously the the last game I think was for sure the nail in the coffin where Joe, where Joe Judge uh, decided we were going to sneak it quarterback, sneak it on third and nine from like our own nine yard line. Mm -hmm. uh, the interview, the 11 minute interview rant, I think did Joe judge in kind of also uh, a lot of people kind of looked at that and criticized it heavily said he was fighting for his job. People said he could, could tell that he, that he was feeling the pressure. Um, I don't know. I just, there was so much fall off from, from where we were last year, last year we were competitive uh, we probably could have been, in my opinion, a nine and seven team last year. Uh, had we won a couple of closer games and the same, something similar kind of happened this year. We got off to a bad start, but we were losing the games close. Um, you know, we lost that. Obviously we, we went to that Falcons game early in the season where they only lost by a field goal. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. the, but as the season went on, once Daniel Jones kind of, kind of got injured, and the we fired Jason Garrett, and it was really Joe Judge's show. He kind of folded under pressure uh, at the at the end of the day. So uh, I don't know, all those things like added up to him being fired. I'm also really glad Dave Gettleman's retired. Uh, I'm mad they gave him the chance to retire. Uh, they fired. They fired Jerry Reese in season when he was our general manager and he won two Super Bowls, but they let Dave Gettleman retire with like a 19 and 46 record or something like that. So I don't, I don't really know what, 
what the ownership group was thinking there, but I like where they're headed. Uh, now, now they're like, um, just reading today's recent, recent interviews. They're looking, one guy they have a lot of interest in is, um, I think his name is Joe Schoen from the bills. He's like the bills assistant GM. Uh, that's, that's, a, that'd be a really good hire just because it's an outside the, the family hire. Uh, the mayor really like to hire their own family a lot of times to run the show. And I think getting away from that and hiring somebody outside is kind of analytics driven thinking and has been around winning for, for years and, you know, has been under that, that bills GM who's been there a long time, you know, that, that, that's a good, that's a good place to look. I, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I agree. I think, look, when they did that QB sneak in that, in the watching game, I was like, what is going on? And then, and then I'm on Neil, I'm like, all right, he's gone. Like, you just can't do that. E- even, even if it's the last game of the season, you know, you're not making the playoffs. You still got to try. Like, like, I'm just like, like, what are you thinking? And, and like, what does that show to your to your players too as well? And you know, I think he was fighting for his job. You know, I think midway during the season, I just think he just couldn't get the players or you know to you know rally with him. And the fact that you know Kenny Galladay was one of your biggest signings and he was a no show the whole season. Yeah, you know, I think that's a testament again to Joe Judge kind of taking over the show from Jason Garrett and just not not really knowing what he's doing. I don't think I don't think Joe Judge is ready was quite, I guess, quite ready to, to take on all of that responsibility. And listen, like in a lot of ways, Joe Judge got dealt a bad hand. Dave Gettleman's one of the worst GMs of all time. He's going to go down as one of the worst. Um, the ownership kind of forced Jason Garrett on him to a degree. I don't think he really wanted Jason Garrett. The relationship was reported as not good and kind of toxic throughout the year. So I, I don't know. I just think the whole, it, it just needed to be blown up. No, mm-hmm. it, it just it wasn't working. Uh, I wish Joe Judge all the best in the future. I don't think he's an awful head. Co- he was an awful head coach. I just think, again, in a bad situation, saddled with too much, uh, maybe not quite ready. I, I, I think he could succeed somewhere as a as a coordinator in some facet, whether it be special teams, uh, or he goes decides to special and specialize offense, defense, or maybe he goes to a college somewhere. And runs a college program. I could see. I could definitely see something like that for him. For him in the future. No, definitely. Like I said, not awful. Yeah. Um, you know. All right. So moving on from Joe Judge and the New York Giants, uh, the Bears let go of Matt Nagy from the Chicago Bears. Uh, you know, the Bears really didn't like. I feel like Matt Nagy did have a chance to prove himself as a head coach. He did have some good teams around him, more on the defensive side with that Bears team a couple of years ago, led by Khalil Mack. Um, and obviously, you know, we do we all remember the famous kick in the playoff game that he got iced, made it, goes for it again, shanks it, they lose. And I think from that moment on, the team kind of spiraled. I mean, granted, they had Mitchell Trubisky, who was not the greatest. He was a pretty bad second second overall pick. Let's get that out of the way. But I just think they underperformed as a team. And, you know, he just had to, you know, be like, uh, you know, Dom, I know you didn't really speak much about Joe Judge and the Giants because obviously that's Rekic Forte, um, you know, as the big Giants fan that he is. But what are your thoughts, uh, Dom, on Matt Nagy and that firing? Do you think that it was just kind of – do you think he deserved to get fired? Or do you think that, you know, they had to make a change based on kind of the direction they're heading, um, you know, with Justin Fields? Yeah, no, I think that was uh... – Definitely a move that was made like by week five. I think we all knew Matt Nagy was going to go um, at a certain time. And it just wasn't it. The Bears obviously had some injuries and Justin Fields is a raw quarterback that's got to learn and stuff. But, you know, I, I think it's time. The Bears were expected to be this big time team, good defense. They just need a quarterback, just need a quarterback for for how long now? Uh, three years is enough time. Uh, I'm not really sh- sure if I'm sold on fields yet, but of course I'm going to give the kid another year or two, trying to establish him some weapons. But yeah, I think this was the right move for Chicago, trying to look elsewhere. Nagy had to go. And if not, if he was still there, I think the Bears fans would have been forcing him out the door. What about, what about you, Chris? Do you think that, you know, they had to let him go? Or do you think that, um, 
this was just kind of a kind of a point the finger and they just had to do it because, you know, that's kind of how the head coaching scene goes, not only in the NFL, but in sports in general. Definitely not a point the finger. Um, I will, I will say Matt, Matt Nagy deserved to be fired after last year. I, I was actually kind of shocked to see him get another year this year. Um, the bears have just showed no, no improvement. Um, Matt Nagy's now been through a plethora of quarterbacks, uh, he's been through at least like four or five. He's yeah. had he's had Andy Dalton to work with, who's obviously not. I, I here I'll say before I get into naming all the quarterbacks, I want to put a lot of the blame on the general manager because it's the general manager's job at the end of the day to field a roster for the for the coaches for the coaches to um to play and to and to obviously coach and put out on the field. And the general manager never figured out the most important part of the of the coach's roster, which is the quarterback position. They've had Nick Foles, Andy Dalton, Mike Glennon, uh, Mitch Trubisky. They like, it's just been a rotating door of quarterbacks. That is very true. Like, so to not have the most important position figured out on your offense, that's your leader. Teams don't win without a quarterback. I don't care how good your defense is. You're not going to win without a quarterback. It just doesn't happen. So, for him not to have that figured out uh, shows his incompetence and why they also got rid of the GM and did the clean sweep uh, and didn't let him conduct who they were going to find as their next head coach. You know, I, I hope I hope they get it right on the next go-round. I think Fields could potentially be their guy. Uh, but the problem is his number one potential target, Allen Robinson, is Allen Robinson is going to be gone. Like, I th- I'm pretty sure they franchise tagged him this year. I don't think you can franchise tag a player two years in a row. So they're going to have to find him a new number one target. And now they have no first round draft pick either because their previous GM traded that pick to my New York giants. Thank you very much. Uh, (laughs) In exchange, which ended up being a top 10, a top, a top 10 pick uh, that they will not no longer have. So they're going to lose. Things are going to get worse before they get better in Chicago. I think. Yeah, I think they got it. Yeah, and I think, look, Justin Fields, I mean, you know, he played well in Ohio State. He had that great one great game that got them into the national championship game. And, you know, I think that kind of that, that shot up his draft stock. But, I mean, I've, I've watched a good amount of games. I know, Chris, me and you, I come over mostly almost every Sunday to watch football with you and, and your family. And, you know, I've seen him and, you know, he just he, – I don't think he's it. I think to your point, it's going to be another rotation. I feel like he's going to be gone maybe after a couple of years. He could prove me wrong, but I just think there's going to be someone else uh, manning that position in a few years. I don't think Justin Fields is that guy. I just I, – I don't know. The, the Bears are just a tough team, like, in my mind. I mean, I, I think they're a really attractive uh, position position for, for a new general manager um, to come into because they have a lot of – there is a lot of flexibility. Like they have Khalil Mack, who I mean isn't as great as he was maybe a year or two ago, but can still can still be a trade asset. Um, they have David Montgomery. You know, I don't know. I think whoever the next GM is just needs to come in and just blow that roster up and just trade a lot of guys and try to acquire more draft capital uh, to get that team right in the future. I think that's going to be probably like a two or three year rebuild, to be honest, from where they are right now. Because they need, the, 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 you know, they have they have no offensive line. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Allen Robinson's going to be out of there. I mean, Darnell Mooney's a good prospect at wide receiver, but you need more than one wide receiver, and they don't really have anything promising at tight end either. So, like I said, it's going to get worse before it gets better for the Bears, but it'll be an attractive position because of how much flexibility they have at the end of the day. They have a lot of trade assets. Yeah, for sure. And then finally, before we wrap up the show, one of the final finals we'll get into, um, which I think is a big one, is, you know, Mike Zimmer of the Vikings. Now, you know, the Vikings, from from what you see on paper, if you look at this team on paper, you're like, that's a team that should be in the playoffs. I mean, they they have, they have probably – they're the most inconsistent, streaky team, underperforming team, I would say, in football. You have Kirk Cousins, who you're paying – $84 million over three years. He can't get you to the playoffs. And you have guys like Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, and you can't do anything. Like, like, like what are you doing? And, and your defense is, you know, I mean, it's okay. 
I mean, it's not bad, but like you got to at least make the playoffs, at least like get to the divisional round. They can't even do that. So I just think he had to go. I think, you know, they had that one great game in the playoffs against the Saints, which was a miracle game, Um, you know, but after that, they have just not been it. And you kind of feel bad for them because it's like, I, I, you know, because I feel like, because I want to root for them. I mean, I like the guys on the team, but they just can never get it done. I feel like, you know, I know you say, you know, Chris, that, you know, you need to win with the quarterback and I get that, but the head coach is, you know, just as important. And, you know, Mike Zimmer just, he's had a lot of chances. And I think this was the final straw in my opinion. And I'm glad he's gone. And hopefully they have, they find someone else that could get them over the hump. You know, I know Kirk Cousins deal, I think expires after the season. So they might resign him or, you know, they'll look somewhere else, but, you know, uh, I think this was the right move. He had to go. And, you know, you just hope that, you know, this team and organization that kind of can get it right and, you know, not waste, you know, the good years of some of these great talented guys like Dalvin Cook and Jefferson, because, you know, we've seen, we've seen talent be wasted uh, on other teams. Like for example, he's not in the sport, but Mike Trout for sure. talent is getting completely wasted by the angels. We'll see what they do this year in baseball. We'll talk about that in the next coming months. But, you know, Chris, I mean, you know, do you think that um, a head coach, a new head coach can fix this organization? Or do you think it's time to maybe shuffle the players around? You know, what, I mean, what are your thoughts? Because it because the Vikings are an interesting team. Um, I think it's time as well as firing the head coach and moving on from Zimmer. I think it's also the time to get to move on from Cousins. Um I don't know how you move up, move on from Cousins if you're uh, Minnesota because you're obviously middle of the pack uh, draft draft pick wise. You're not gonna really get get those upper echelon quarterbacks that are, that, that are coming in this year. Uh, I know next next year there's a lot of quarterbacks coming in. It's really it's really tough if you're a team like Minnesota because you can you can re-sign Kirk Cousins and like. Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins at this point. Like we've seen him, we know what he's gonna get. You know what he's gonna give you. I just think you gotta, you know, whether it's giving a shot, like maybe market a guy like Marcus Mariota a chance to to come in and maybe maybe give a guy like that a chance. I don't know. I, I something something's got to change at that quarterback position because I think with with Kirk Cousins, like it just is what it is. He he's a two above two win five hundred or a five hundred quarterback. He's not really much better than that. Wild card, you know, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to stay with the Packers this year, but, like, as long as he's in that division, like, and the, the Vikings have Kirk Cousins, they're not winning the division. So, I, I, as well as moving on from Zimmer, I think they need to move on at quarterback, too. Don, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I kind of get Chris's point on that. I think Zimmer getting rid of him was the right move. It's about time. Uh, but it just – what gets me is that Cousins balled out this year. Uh, and I think I mentioned earlier the Niners were one of the tougher teams that lost games uh, in heartbreaking fashion. The Vikings, I think, were number one in that category where they played their hearts out and they just didn't know how to close them out. I think that has to do with coaching. Um, you know, I, I think they can do better than Cousins. It's just like, what can they do? Like, if they trade away Cousins, can they get someone like a Mariota or can they get someone that, qualifies for a starting job and make the magic happen because they're a good team. Uh, Delvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, really talented players at their position. Uh, and yeah, the Vikings, it's just, it is concerning, but I think Zimmer was the right move. Maybe if Rogers stays in Green Bay, why not just see what a new coach can do under Cousins? But I get Chris's point on that too. You're not going to win uh, and beat up Green Bay in that division. Also, I just want to say one more thing that I just kind of thought of while as Don was making that point. Um, Uh One thing that I guess Vikings could do in their situation is they could they could put kind of push push for an all in move where they where maybe they go after a guy like Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, someone who's disgruntled. And they, maybe they push their draft capital kind of to the middle like the Rams did with Matt Stafford. And they just say, all right. We're, we're a quarterback away. Let's just let, let's just let's just push all our chips in the middle and get a quarterback. That's something I could I could see the Vikings do. It hasn't really been talked about yet because they're transitioning. 
obviously front office and head coach are getting a new GM and a new head coach. So it's not really clear mm-hmm. what direction they're going in, but I look out for the Vikings to be one of those teams who's in on a Russell Wilson or a, or a Deshaun Watson, if they can afford it salary cap wise. No, I agree with you. I think that this is one of the premier, I guess you could say quarterback classes in free agency in a long time where there's a good amount of them on on the market that, you know, teams can choose from. And, you know, to your point, look, Russell Wilson has expressed, you know, we've heard rumors that he's leaving. Then he says, no, I'm staying. And finally it comes out that, you know, he's going to explore his options previously, which, you know, good for him. He's been with the team his entire career. He's won a championship, been to two Super Bowls. And, you know, the season wasn't the greatest for him and the team in general. So I think maybe it is time for a change of scene. And, you know, to your point, I think, you know, they do have to go all in on a quarterback. And if they do, people are going to be scared. Be like, oh, shit, like, they, you know, because Kirk Cousins, I know he had a great season, but I, I like, you know, Chris, what you made is the fact that he is a 500 win quarterback, nothing more, nothing less. That's just who Kirk Cousins is. And I think if they were to get a guy like Russell Wilson, which I think they could pull off and get and really attract him to Minnesota based on the stuff that they have around that team, I think. Without Rodgers, they they could take hold of that division. With Rodgers, I think they'll I think they'll give them a run for their money. But if Rodgers is still going to be Aaron Rodgers next year, God forbid, we'll see what he does because we don't know what he's going to do after the season. Um, you know, then they'll be behind them. But I think that, you know, um, I think that they have to get rid of. I think Kirk Cousins has to go, and I think that you know his time there is done. I feel like he got his money. You know, he started the trend of players getting guaranteed money. He paved the way after his $84 million deal. Good for him. But I think that along with Mike Zimmer, you know, he's got to go as well. And, you know, I'll, I'll utter it again. You just hope that, you know, that talent doesn't get wasted because it'd be a damn shame if it did. Um, but, you know, real quick, I think we'll just make this point really brief. Brian Flores from the Dolphins. See you later. Dom, I know your dad's a big Dolphins fan. Um, what was uh what was your dad's take on it and your take very briefly before we sign off? We're both really not that shocked like the whole community is. I want to we we talked about it. Uh, my cousins also dolphin fans, right? So it's just mm-hmm. like they were more shocked. But like this, we know the dolphins suck defensively. They got hot later on in the season. That's what carried them. They played the, one of the easiest schedules I've ever seen. They somehow lost to Jacksonville like week five in London, um, and that killed them. Uh, but we don't like to – Brian Flores, okay, whether he stays or goes, it's not like next year the Dolphins would have went 15-2 and two, like I, or whatever, week 18. It's, it's, it's really nothing crazy. I don't think they have a true running back. Brian Flores is okay. He's not a money-making guy that's going to make a team just go from two and fifteen and a fifteen and two. And I'm not. We're not shocked about it. We everyone's like, oh, they should have kept Flores. It's like, give me a good reason. I mean, really, is the yeah. Dolphins weren't that impressive? If you're going to talk to me about winning, what they did, uh, what was their winning streak like? Seven or eight? It was like yeah, it was like seven or eight. Yeah, they go on a seven. Yeah, this team went on a seven-game losing streak. And then went on a seven-game winning streak. Right. That's the first time in NFL history that's ever happened. Yeah, but I'm going to pull it up right now. Because the schedule that they had was just absolutely ridiculous. It was the easiest competition. I think XFL teams, if that was still a league, could have beaten them. And I'm going to pull it up right now because, let's see, week seven. Okay, we're going. No, we're going forward. There we go. They beat the Texans in week nine. The Ravens, which was impressive, but that's when the defense started getting hot. They beat the Jets, big whoop, and they barely beat the Jets, um, they beat the Panthers, the Giants, the Jets again, and then the Saints, who didn't have a quarterback and had Ian Book. Um, and then they got blown off by the Titans, Patriots, we know the history there, and so on and so forth. But the Dolphins really aren't anything special. I think they're a weird team, too. I just think they're confused at quarterback, running back, receiving, you name it. Um, I'm, not, I'm not shocked that Flores is gone. Chris, do you think the same way? Were you were you not surprised that Flores was gone? I mean, because wow. you heard you heard the Dolphins, you know, the team in your household all the time. Because I know your dad loved Waddle, so yeah. I mean, like the th- I was shocked to see Flores go. Um, the re- but like at the end of the day, it's not for the reason that everybody thinks. 
So a lot of people think that Brian Flores get, like got fired maybe because of performance reasons, and that that actually had nothing to do with it. Uh, he it turned out that he actually had a fundamental disagreement with the general manager of the Dolphins, who, in my opinion, sucks. Uh, he yes. Brian Flores wanted to trade wanted to trade Tua. He's not a fan of Tua. He doesn't think just doesn't think Tua is going to be any good. I guess and. The general manager disagrees, and so does the owner. They both want to. They both want to keep Tua. Uh, Brian Flores pushed for Deshaun Watson, kind of close to the NFL trade deadline and things like that. Um, so it's just a, it's just a, a fundamental disagreement at the quarterback position uh, that kind of ends up splitting those two apart, which is kind of a shame because if you listen to a lot of the players, like a lot of the Dolphins players, really respected Brian Flores. They were shocked by the by the move. Um, I mean, granted, they did beat good, like not great teams during that winning streak. Like any win in the NFL is earned, not given. That's that could be seen with your Colts AC who lost to the Jaguars who were playing for nothing, uh, mm-hmm. and the Colts were trying to get into the playoffs. So that right there will show you wins are earned, not given, uh, in the for NFL. Sure. So just to, I kind of disagree with Dom in that in that in that sense. Um, Listen, Brian Flores is going to find another job very easily, and we'll see. We'll see what he's made of with this next team that he kind of goes to. It'll be really a really interesting storyline to follow. Um, as a lot of teams are already requesting to interview him, uh, I'm also interested to see where the Dolphins go at this point for head coach. Like they were, they were so quick to dismiss Brian Flores and fire him, who almost got them into the playoffs. And I haven't even heard one candidate that they're considering uh, hiring. So I, I, I don't get, I, I personally just don't get the firing and uh, well, I get it because of the fundamental disagreement, but I don't, I don't know. I, I, if I was the, that's a tough situation. If you're the owner. It's mm-hmm. funny too. Cause I agree with Brian Flores. I think two, it sucks. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, yeah, and I'll just wrap it up with this. I mean, I don't think Tua really is the real deal. I mean, you know, I remember, you know, Chris, your dad would always say to us about Waddle how, you know, he is, he is one of the greatest rookies and wide receivers in the game. He just doesn't have the right guy to throw to him. And I kind of agree with your, I kind of agree with your dad. I mean, look, Tua doesn't have an arm. And we've seen that the last couple of years. It really hasn't worked out. And, you know, they have, they need no line. Their O line's really bad. Yeah, it's like it's like almost as bad as like the Giants O line. It's it's pretty bad. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know any of the names on the Dolphins O line, but it it's bad. I think they need an O line, and then they need they need to draft the O line this year, and then they need to evaluate the quarterback position for next year. I think I, it, I think by next year, half the league is going to be looking for a quarterback. It's going to be really interesting oh, to see. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Yeah, the amount of teams that are that are in the market for it, it's insane. So it's it's going to be an interesting offseason, and definitely as you know, it heats up and players start moving and signing elsewhere. And when we have a good chunk of it official, uh, you know, we'll definitely we'll definitely do this again. We'll have you on. You know, we'll talk it up, give our takes, share our opinions, and all that good stuff. But you know, with that being said, we're going to wrap it up with this edition of the Sports Fever. Chris, as always, I thank you for spending your your time with us, uh, giving your picks, me. giving your insight. As always, I truly appreciate it. And, uh, you know, whenever uh, we get the NFL rolling again or when we do the Knicks-Nets panel uh, in a couple weeks, uh, I'll have you back on. Um, I got to coordinate that with everybody. So uh, that'll be interesting. But uh, with that being said, that's going to do it for this edition of the Sports Fever. We thank you, as always, for tuning in and listening. Uh, we truly enjoy your support. You can always catch, it, catch us on social media, the sports underscore fever for a interesting post from our, I guess you call him our social media guru coordinator, Mr. Noah Gooks. You can follow us on Twitter, the sports uh, fever one, and you can choose to email at the sports fever at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us. Be sure to tune in next week, Thursdays at noon for a brand new episode. Thank you for listening to this edition of the sports fever. Be sure to subscribe to our channel and be on the lookout for new episodes on every podcasting platform that you can think of.